Today is Monday, February 26th. The title for our devotional is Christian Virtues. This week, we're continuing on with our Resilient Christianity campaign. We're going to finish the book in two weeks here, so that will require me to cover a large portion of the text this week. And it works well uh, because 3.8 through 4.19 contains a consistent theme of suffering for doing good, one that we have been talking about throughout this whole campaign, the primary theme of Peter's letter. So we're going to break it up into smaller sections day by day and walk through almost two chapters this week. So we're going to begin with 1 Peter 3.8 through 12, which reads, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you are called, because you obtain, uh, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. The virtues in verse 8 define the character that Christians need in order to live in a hostile culture. Most of these are all commonly prescribed virtues in the Greco-Roman society, again emphasizing Peter's desire to contextualize the faith into their current culture. Whereas Peter has an eye to the reputation and the culture around them, these virtues are to be lived and modeled, however, within the community of faith. First one is unity of mind. The term means a sharing of common heritage of faith or ethical tradition. For the church, this likely like-mindedness is centered on the gospel of Jesus. The essential beliefs and practices of the gospel unify the church. I once heard Russell Moore say in a podcast that if the gospel is what really unites us, we won't be divided over the secondary and tertiary beliefs and practices. Instead, we need to have this unity of mind, which the New Testament calls us to consistently. The second one is sympathy. Whereas we are to be united in mind on the essentials, we will also differ on other things, and in those we need to have sympathy. Sympathy requires an understanding of the other's opinion or situation and understand where they are coming from. Third is brotherly love. This term, uh, as well as the next one, were often used in kinship obligations or family relationships. Peter applies them to the church, reinforcing the idea of the church as a family. Given the importance of the household in the Greco-Roman world, this is, again, no small connection. We are to love one another in the family of God as we would our brothers and sisters. Fourth is a tender heart. Compassion is a good translation of this word as well. It implies sorrow for another's suffering or misfortune. As with brotherly love, this term was usually reserved for the family. So here Peter is calling the church to view themselves as a family and show one another compassion. When one is suffering in the church, we should have compassion for them. Fifth is a humble mind. This virtue was not commonly prescribed in the Greco-Roman culture. In fact, it was despised. Uh, In his commentary on this passage, J.H. Eliot writes, In the highly competitive and stratified world of Greco-Roman antiquity, only those of degraded social status were humble, and humility was regarded as a sign of weakness and shame, an inability to defend one's honor. Thus, the high value placed on humility by Israelites and Christians is remarkable. So, whereas the previous virtues aligned with the culture, this one stood against it. And it is precisely because Jesus so effectively modeled this virtue that the Christians were to live with humility. Moving on to verse 9 then. uh, Verse 9 cements the example of Christ pertaining to all Christians. 
He previously, in chapter 2, verses 21 to 25, referenced Christ's example of not repaying evil for evil in his guidance for the household servants. Here he applies the same to all of you. Similarly, he will launch into another explanation of how Christ lived this way. So again, as we said uh, last week, when he talks to the household servants, he makes them the paradigm for the Christian life. Here we see this revealed. Remember, this is the guy, Peter, who cut off the servant's ear in the garden when Jesus was being arrested. Uh, Jesus has totally changed Peter. And instead of now retaliating with violence and teaching the church to retaliate with violence as he did then, uh, now he seeks to follow the paradigm of Christ, even in the midst of suffering. So much so that he tells them, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. This guy is a different guy. Peter doesn't just challenge them to be silent in the face of evil and reviling. He goes a step further and he calls them to bless those who are verbally assaulting them. To bless means to invoke God's favor into someone's life. This cuts against both our human nature and what would have been expected in the culture to defend one's honor. But this is the life Christians have been called to. How different our Christian communities would look if we lived like this. How different social media would be if Christians practiced this principle in the public square. Following the example of Christ and not retaliating leads to a blessing, he says. He cites Psalm 34, 12-16 to support this point. This psalm is a psalm of David when he was a sojourner, so it would have direct application to his audience and really connect with them. The blessing they will receive is nothing less than the attention of the Lord. The Lord's eyes are on the righteous and his ears are open to hear their prayers. Today, I'd invite you to reflect on the five virtues above. Unity, sympathy, love, compassion, and humility. Think about your last week and how have you seen these displayed in your life? Secondly, if there's anyone who is currently getting under your skin, I invite you to pray a prayer of blessing over them. Invoke God's favor into their life.